I've had an opportunity this week to get reacquainted with something that I haven't struggled with in a while, but it is something that I realize I still have more things yet to learn about it and more opportunities to benefit from practicing mindfulness and mindful coping so that I'm not struggling with it so much in the future. I had a situation this week happen at work and it was basically with someone that I work with. It's not someone that I see every day or all the time. Uh, It's more periodic. But in this case, and I've had this happen a few times in my life. I can't say that it's happened a lot, but it's one of those situations in which no matter how much I have tried to be nice to this person and try to engage with them, for whatever reason, they just don't have any interest in engaging or, in this case, when I speak to them or try to acknowledge them in any way, they just, there's been situations where they have just completely ignored me. And what is so healing about this is that it allows me to realize that even though this has not happened very much in my life, I can probably count You know, not that it's really about counting or quantifying this, but I can probably count on, you know, let, you know, I can count on both of my hands, maybe more than five times, but I don't think it's happened 10 times before. And it doesn't even really matter that I've had situations like this happen. And I, and I know intellectually that sometimes despite our best efforts to be nice to people and to try to be open to loving people unconditionally, that sometimes for whatever reason, There are people who just, you know, for whatever reason, are not interested in engaging with us and becoming more acquainted with us. And I know that the typical way of responding to this is for me, and and because I've done it, it's the only way I can know what has come naturally to me is not always what's best. What I, you know, my inclination or what I feel the pull to do in terms of reacting to this I know is, is not really the best thing for me. The way that I would normally react to this before I practice mindfulness and even after until I catch myself in the act of doing it and then kind of coming back to the present moment, the way that I would normally handle this would be that I would engage in the thoughts along the lines of this person doesn't like me. And then the questioning would begin. Why don't they like me? Have I done something? Is it something about me? Is it something about my behavior? And it's, it's, I have to laugh and giggle because of the fact that I know that, you know, I asked the same questions when I was in, when I was faced with this in elementary school, in kindergarten, in junior high, you know, all through my life, but especially as a child, I was definitely one of those kids that, you know, it's probably not that uncommon that just went around in the world, you know, wanting people to be their friend and wanting to be friends with other people. And now at 55, I realize that while it's different than when I was a child, I I definitely have internalized the reality and the truth that, you know, not everybody is going to be our friend. Not everyone wants to be friends with with me or with anyone else. And that it, you know, while I, I do want to take responsibility for my behavior, I do want to acknowledge and correct any behavior that I have engaged in that is off-putting to someone or that is certainly if it's offensive, if it's off-putting, if it's, and I certainly don't want to be insulting anyone or treating anyone in an unloving or disrespectful way. 
but it's taken a long time for me to realize as someone who is a recovering people pleaser, it is, it's, I've always tended to default to the belief that it has to be me. There has to be something wrong with me. I, t- I have to, there's something that I'm doing that I shouldn't be or saying that I shouldn't be or something that I should be doing or saying that I'm not. And it's taken a long time to quieten that down and I, I can't force it or will it to quieten, to quieten down, to quieten, so to speak. But I can't, uh, you know, all I can do is to pay attention to my thoughts and to be aware of the fact that I'm having them and that whatever I'm thinking about what I'm feeling is not the absolute truth. And in a lot of cases, it's not the truth at all, even relatively speaking. So this happened actually yesterday, and this was a situation, this is someone who for whatever reason has just not been really willing to engage with me. And there again, I realize this is just the story. This is just the part of this that really doesn't necessarily matter that much. It's just, you know, the unfolding of what happened. What I find so much more important is how I am in those moments. How, you know, what is my mind doing? What is my self-talk like? Uh, how am I reacting? How am I thinking in response to what my, you know, my body and my body mind is experiencing? And I found myself yesterday, it was very interesting because I, when I saw this person, I became aware very quickly that I was starting to think thoughts about the fact that up until that point, they really had not been incredibly friendly. And a couple of times where I had made a definite effort to speak to them and they literally looked right through me and chose not to respond in any way, shape or form. And what I found myself doing yesterday, as childish as it is to admit, I want to be completely transparent. And as soon as I saw them, I immediately started, I could feel myself already reacting. And the beautiful part about this is, is that I'm not trying to stop that from happening. I cannot, and I know this for myself, I'm not saying this for anyone else, I can't will myself to not react this way. I'm going to physically contract. I'm going to, you know, from a muscular standpoint, there is going to be tension. And then that's going to feed into my thought process, thought processes. Uh, that muscular tension is going to feed into how I'm feeling physically, what emotions I'm experiencing. That's, you know, the energy that's moving through my body. And what's, what's really interesting is that the more I've practiced mindfulness, the more I see that stuff happen and feel it happen and it happens very quickly and there's nothing I want to do to change any of it. The only thing that's going to change the game for me is to be aware of it. It really boils down to that simple truth for me that I have found. And I realize everyone has to find their own truth. They don't have to, but that's ultimately the way this human experience tends to be. That I really do want to be able to be aware of these things happening. And I knew already, it was, be, I was well aware of the fact that I was already, and it's amazing how quickly, I'm talking like milliseconds, you know, one or two seconds, I'm already, already going down that road. I'm already starting to have thoughts about, well, here this person is again, and yeah, that's what, you know. And that's, I'm sure they're going to do the same thing that they always do to me. They're not going to, you know, there's just, and I'm, I'm trying to give voice to some of the thoughts. I mean, it's, it's happening so fast. It's really hard to, to, I can't really give an an actual transcript of every word that I was thinking or every thought that I was having because it happens so quickly. Our minds have this ability to be kind of like a machine that just, you know, and if you think about how we neurally process uh, you know, impulses this way. I mean, it's, you know, we can, we're capable, our minds are capable of having so many thoughts, even at the same time in a very short span of time. 
and all this stuff is happening and it's happening all in the moment. And I became aware, and I want to admit this, I'm going to get back to where I was going a moment ago, is that I want to be completely transparent. I felt myself starting to have thoughts about, well, I'm sure they're probably not going to talk to me again, so I'm just going to test them. And it's unbelievably childish. I can't begin to say how childish that is. But that's. I also want to not beat myself up emotionally with anybody listening or even on my own. I don't want to judge myself harshly or condemn myself in any way. I just had a moment of being human, and this is what sometimes, I can't say this for everyone, but enough people that I've taught mindfulness and mindful coping to that I've had these conversations with, sometimes this happens, and I want to be able to to treat myself with unconditional love. I'm not proud of the fact that I had that thought and that impulse to, you know, I'm just going to say hello to them again because I know they're not going to say hello back to me, and so it's a form of testing someone. And so I know that I don't want to be that guy either. I don't want to be doing that. I don't want to be testing people. Uh, what I really want to do is just be open. And that's, that is the, the, the most interesting part of this whole line of thought, at least to me, is, you know, the, I, the question becomes, where do I go from here? You know, I have this person for whatever reason. Uh, and I'm not, you know, while I want to be completely responsible and open to the fact that maybe I've done something, what I really want to do and this is what I plan on doing in the near future, i.e. otherwise known as Monday, since I'm speaking these words on a Saturday. I won't see them again potentially until Monday. What I really want to do is actually go to them very respectfully and very, you know, with unconditional love and just ask them, just point blank ask them. You know, I'm, I just want to check and see here. And, I, and the idea isn't to make them feel guilty. I'm not going to accuse them of being unfriendly or unloving to me at all. I'm not going to judge them verbally in any way. I'm just going to say, hey, I just, you know, I just feel like I need to ask you this. Have I ever done anything to offend you? Is there something that I've done? Because I get the feeling that it, that's possible, maybe. I don't know. And there again, I'm not advocating that that's the answer for every situation. I'm not here speaking these words. I, I, I am not credentialed. I'm not an expert in any of this by any stretch of the imagination. I'm just a guy who is sharing my journey and how mindfulness practice and mindful coping practice have helped me to cope more effectively and to be able to have some joy, to have some peace along the way, and to try to live some type of meaningful life and to have a meaningful journey. So really what I'm finding is that what this is about for me is just about trying to cope more effectively. So I feel like if I can go to this person and just very briefly ask them, and they may not want to talk to me at all. They may, for whatever reason, they may not be, you know, I I realize there's no guarantee that they're going to be honest with me. There's kind of two things that I need, feel like I need to be prepared for. And mindfulness practice will help me with both of these is that I want, I do that when I do this, I want to be in a, in an, you know, I want to be very open. I want my heart to be open to this person. Uh, not that that never really has anything to do with mindfulness, but that's kind of the other side of the coin here for me is that in terms of my own personal healing journey, the healing work that I've done on myself has been all about opening my heart in a more, in a more real and expansive way. Uh, I, I went through life many times writing people off and, you know, just basically just, you know, putting people out of my heart. And my guru taught me many years ago to never, ever put people out of my heart. And it confused me when I heard that because I wondered, 
well, if this person, you know, obviously doesn't like me and doesn't want everything to do with me, and I decide that at some point I'm just going to live my life and not try any further, you know, aren't I putting them out of my heart? And what I'm beginning to find is, and I have found over time is that I'm not, I don't, I don't have to put this person out of my heart. In other words, what I'm saying here is that I can cope with the fact that and accept and embrace the fact that they may not like me and may not want to have anything to do with me. But as a human being, I still want to love this person unconditionally. And there again, this is just for me. I'm not advocating this for anyone else. Uh, if this person finds themselves in trouble or in danger, uh, I know what I really don't want to do is be at a point where I've spent so much time having put them out of my heart and hating them or not loving them or whatever it is. I know these are just thoughts at the end of the day. I know that not liking someone, at least for me, that's, that is probably the most important revelation I can share this morning is that these are just thoughts that I'm having. Uh, not liking someone, not loving someone for me in my experiences I've done, I've sat with these these feelings and these thoughts for a long time. And I've realized that these are not really emotions for me. These are not really the way I, this is not the way I feel. The most important thing is it's the way I think. And I think what happens for me is wherever my head goes, wherever my thoughts go, my heart tends to go along with it. And so what I really want to do is if I really want to have a more loving heart, if I really want to love people more unconditionally and love people in spite of whatever it is that behavior that they're exhibiting. I don't want to let people take advantage of me. I don't want to be anybody's fool, so to speak. But at the same time, I know that it's really where my head is at and not so much where my heart is at. If I'm going to close, kind of like I had shared a few weeks ago here, I can't remember how long ago that was, a very important lesson that I also learned from my guru was that if I put people out of my heart and close my heart to people, I have to do that with my head. My thoughts are what I use to do that. It's my thoughts and reactions to people and how they present themselves and their behavior. And so I know now that all of this drama about whether this person likes me or not, or whether I like this person or not, and it really works both ways. I realize that if I'm really caught up in not liking someone, and certainly there have been people who just, you know, quote unquote, rub me the wrong way, or there's something about them that bothers me. I am guilty of being the same way. And I don't know if I would, you know, I don't know if I could, and I'm not saying it's because I'm too good to do this or above this. I just don't know if I, you know, as being a very sensitive person, if someone looked me in the eye and made a definite effort to say hello to me or acknowledge me, I would have a hard time looking right through them and not responding in any way. And I'm not saying that I really even know the right way to deal with a situation like that. And that's not really even the point of what I'm talking about today. I know that there's no hard and fast rules for this kind of thing. I know that in, in, at the end of the day, to deal with anyone that maybe I am not comfortable around or don't really want to get to know better, or when I'm faced with someone who feels this way about me, the only way through this to prevent myself from struggling emotionally from hurting myself emotionally is to practice mindfulness and to cope mindfully. The, o- the only way I can do this is to watch my thoughts and be aware of the fact that they are just thoughts, that it's really about how I'm thinking, what I'm thinking, how I'm reacting that's going to make the difference and how, you know, ultimately and how I'm going to be able to cope with what I deal with out in the world being around other people. It is very unpredictable. Uh, It's not controllable. I can't control these environments. I can't control 
these situations, these interactions with people, nor do I want to because that really isn't the idea. What I really want to do is be able to equip myself with a way of being, and it takes practice, and that's ultimately why mindfulness is referred to as a practice, is that I want to be able to be with people and not have to guard myself or protect myself or you know brace against anything happening or anyone treating me a certain way. And because of that, where I find myself is that the practice is ultimately what empowers me to go out in the world. And when I'm faced with situations like this where people, for whatever reason, don't want to engage with me or seem to not like me, or there again, it's all just words. And what's neat about this is, is that the more I can experience these things, not that I want to go out in the world and look for this to happen so that I can practice being, you know, practice reacting or not reacting to it because that's ultimately what I'm trying to do. It's not really about self-improvement or being in a different way. It's really about being able to just allow myself to be who I genuinely am. And what I have been operating under the, uh, the experience of is I don't even want to say it's operating under a belief or an assumption because I think it's beyond that. It's, I know at the end of the day that I've found that it, you know, because everything is ultimately love because I've learned that I know that I want to be love and I know that I can't necessarily, it's even more important for me to be love with people than it is to love people. And that's really what it's about for me. And I know that practicing mindfulness allows me to deal with the things that stand in my way. And the only thing that really stands in my way to being love with other people and really being able to open myself to people and be with people how they are, you know, where they are on the journey is for me to be able to pay attention to what I'm thinking. And it's also paying attention to my reactions to people. And then there really is less drama uh, because the drama, any drama that there is, I'm creating it for myself. And ultimately I could be inflicting that on others uh, due to my reacting to people in a certain way. And I realize in this case, what happened yesterday, I could have gotten very angry. I could have lashed out at this person. I could have begun to uh, engage in, in believing what I am thinking about the fact that I'm, you know, not worthy of this person liking me, that there's got to be something about me. And then I begin this constant, you know, vicious cycle of negatively reinforcing my belief that I'm not good enough or that my, you know, and take, you know, my, you know, really my, my self-esteem ends up being really hurt and I'm doing it to myself knowingly and willingly because it's just a way of reacting when I'm, when I'm beating myself up or beating myself down emotionally, whichever way you want to look at it, it really kind of sounds, you know, it kind of makes sense to look at it both ways. Uh, it's really just about me inflicting more damage on myself with thoughts and that if I can just practice not believing them, and that's really what mindfulness practice comes down to. It's the ability to realize that we can contain these thoughts. We can, you know, these thoughts are happening whether we like it or not. It's that we, I can be expansive enough to be open to the fact that they're happening, but I can contain them in my being, but I don't have to believe them. They don't have to, they don't have to be the pointer to my ultimate true reality. I don't have to uh, believe everything I'm thinking. And because of that, I can actually be with people. And ultimately what I'd like to be able to do is be with people. And even if I'm having thoughts about whether they like me or not or whatever, however I think they feel about me, I know that what I'm really doing is crippling myself with thoughts and I'm making it just much more difficult to be around people. 
instead of just being with them and being able to not worry about what they're thinking about me. And I know that if I'm caught up in that, it's just because I'm caught up really believing these thoughts and these reactions. And I'm finding that through practicing mindfulness, it's this is really a way of allowing me to live in a way and, and where I'm opening my heart more and I can be with people without really even being concerned about whether they like me or not. And I can do that. I'm not saying that I'm above it. I'm just saying that I can be with people. I want to be the best me I can be, and I want to be all I can be, but that's all I can be. And so if people need me to be something else, that's their business and not mine. If they need me to be a certain way or look a certain way, there's nothing I can do because this is who I am. And I'm not saying, again, that I'm above and beyond changing for the better, but this isn't even really about that. What this is about is me trying to orchestrate an outcome and present something that I think, you know, present something different that I think everyone wants that ultimately just becomes a phony version of who I really am. And I know that mindfulness practice is the the only way that I can make sure that I am not uh, a prisoner of my thoughts and that I am talking myself into something that doesn't even exist. And that's ultimately where it's at. It's way, way, it's really, I'm finding that it's way, way beyond whether I like someone or whether they like me or my thoughts about them. It's really about being able to be with people in a way that is really beyond that and not saying that I want to be beyond that or that I'm too good to deal with these human issues. It's just that I'd like to be able to be fully human and at the same time, also the, be in touch with the part of me that is dif, that is divine, that is beyond these things. Not trying to escape being human. It's really about being both at the same time.